All right, cool. Um, questions. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, let me explain it first, though. I I want to have the biggest podcast in the world, mm-hmm. especially for entrepreneurs. And I think some podcasts have like high level entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but I want to talk to both because mm-hmm. obviously you guys are doing well in your businesses, right? Mm-hmm. But um, maybe not where we want to go. Yeah. So I want to be able to uh, help not only inspire entrepreneurs who like were where I was. Mm-hmm. You guys are farther than I was when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. So that should be inspiration because uh, mm-hmm. I was a knucklehead. <laughs> but um, not only through like those people, because the, the, the entrepreneurs who get on the podcast, they get amazing exposure mm-hmm. and it works out for them. So I just want y'all, people to know y'all too. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. For sure. had this I, opportunity. Okay. I actually got a client for a couple thousand dollars just off of that episode. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that just got posted. So, Congratulations. Yeah, That's I appreciate awesome. that. All right, good, um, good. All right, so give, give me your question. And um, yeah, if you have any questions or comments, yeah. um, feel free. Look what you got. So um, I have my community. Um, it just reached 1,200 members. A little more than that. Thank you. Um, and so... I am in a place where I finally made the shift and I no longer think like a creative. I'm now thinking like an actual CEO, like a business owner. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I stopped focusing on talent and more so focused on like making money. Good, good, Uh, good. So that way I can. And make sure I got to tell you, make sure you get to the question. Okay, you know yeah. You mean, no, I've been doing better than that. I've really been getting to my question. This is my little sister. She I've like, been she'll, getting to okay, my question. Okay, let's do it. Okay, talk but, to me. Um, so basically, uh, my goal as far as like how I'm being a, an yeah. entrepreneur CEO, yeah. I, I'm getting into the How does it feel to bag. say I'm a CEO? Huh? How does it feel to say I'm the CEO? Like Really? Good. Owning it. I Go realize, and you've said it before, I feel like you said it a lot of times, um, you, like the most talented person isn't the most successful. That's sure. The most successful person isn't the most talented. Big facts. And it finally clicked in my head, even though I've heard it so many times. Um, and I got the talent, yeah. but I was not doing what I needed to do to have a successful business. Yes. So um, yeah. now that's like what I'm focused on. So I decided to do a webinar. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what I'm doing is creating a program uh, to help designers, specifically black women, uh, grow in the art of couture draping. Mm-hmm. And so I I guess I really just want like some advice because I've heard you say before, you're not really like a salesy type of person mm-hmm. and neither am I, but you know, I've been listening to my Myron Golden and mm-hmm. uh, I just started reading this book, A Hundred Million Offers. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm by like, who? Who's that by? Uh, Alex something. Okay. I don't know his last name, right, but cool. it's, a good, it it's a great book. Cool. Um Shout out to my mom. She sent it to me. But, (laughs) um, yeah, so I guess I really just want some advice uh, since I don't view myself as a salesy type Mm. of person either. Um, What are are some things I could do to, like, just have the best experience for my webinar? I really want to hit $40,000 for this um, webinar. I have about 200 people that signed up so far. Um, I, I know I'm going to get like another hundred people before uh, the weekends, mm-hmm. but with those 300 people, I'm trying to make 40,000 yeah. off of that. And so how, how long is the webinar? About, I said an hour and a half, but I like to talk. So it's going to go. Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got testimonials, like students speaking Good. now and, 
I give I give you something that for that works. Um, you're gonna need two additional parts notes. to it. So okay. okay. You're going to need two additional parts to the webinar. The webinar is the information that people need, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to make an offer at the end, right? Okay. You are making an offer at the yes, end, Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So the first part of the webinar isn't information how-to. You have to prepare their mind yes. to buy. Right? You have to prepare their mind. Like one of the first things you'll probably say is, before this thing gets started, just be prepared. You're going to have to invest in yourself. So I should tell them. No, I'm saying the whole part of the presentation may be invest in yourself. Oh, Investing okay. isn't, I'm about to sell you something at the end, but you need oh, them I to know. Oh, I get your point of view. Okay. Yeah, they need to invest time, energy, money. Yeah. You got to go get the materials. Nobody's going to hand this to you. You, gotta, okay. you have to invest. And a ringing theme of investment throughout the whole okay. webinar. But if you are not a salesperson, find someone to close for you. I thought about that. Yeah. You give the, typically they're going to want like a percentage or something like that. Like I've done a closing for Donnie and I didn't charge her anything. Mm-hmm. She's done a closing for me. She didn't charge me anything. Okay. But she did the pitch. So I'm good. I'm good at pitching someone else's offer. Because mm. I can talk confidently about the person and how I trust the person. Or mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing this pitch if I didn't know that this person could deliver. Right. Okay. So I, I can come on and be a fresh face and I'm asking the people to buy your product or your offer, right? After you don't express your knowledge and expertise. So you have someone that is comfortable at sales and really good at sales and you have them close. Okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. I do have a nice amount of friends that are really good at closing. There it is. Um, I Alyssa probably be lit. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. like, thinking Alyssa <laughs> would be perfect uh, yep. for that. So I'll probably just um, hit her up um, about yeah. that. And okay. That's good. That's good. I, I guess another follow up question then. Um, Hold on. Does anyone else have an immediate question or comment? I kind of want to piggyback yes. off of that. Okay. So okay, cool. we, I reached out to you last week. I'm doing the same thing, a webinar mm-hmm. event to kick off the VP Club, my virtual podcast um, membership club. Mm-hmm. And I'm Oh, yeah, explain it. Are you able to explain it on this platform? Yes. Because <coughs> you, you were texting it, but I'm like, uh, I don't understand What's going it. On? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the virtual podcast membership club mm-hmm. is a virtual experience right so my clients currently i record their podcast virtually using zencaster i can be really transparent about it um and so whoever joins the membership will get four recording sessions a month Mm. um transcripts show notes so essentially we put together the whole podcast virtually Mm. um and they're also going to be a part of a virtual community um that's backed by the black podcast association so that is a organization that's really big on providing resources to black podcasters mm, okay cool. so tell us about the membership tell us yes. like okay they, they pretty much pretty much you'll produce their podcast for them yes virtually yes okay but not in person not in person no virtually. they okay, will gotcha. they get a link they'd be able to send their link to any host they can host up to 10 other people um what else? There's I'll be promoting their um, podcast if they're a part of the membership on our platform. Um, they'll also have unlimited audio space. So we'll provide um, audio and visual mm-hmm. space or video space. Um, and what else is on there? Uh, branded rooms as well. So it'll be Zencaster at whatever their podcast name is. So it's really professional when they're sending it to guests. Um, what else is on? Yeah. Well, how much is it? 
So it's twenty uh, two $2,950 for six months. Okay. So six, that's... The whole six months four. is... Okay, yes. I got you. So four, reces- uh, four recording sessions a month, transcripts and all of that for six mm-hmm. months. And I did six mm. months because most of my clients still do like seasons. So that's usually around the... That, that sweet spot. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, what's your question? My question is the same thing. I want to have an event to kind of kick it off. I already did it like a soft launch, so there's people on the waiting list. But I'm like trying to do an event essentially to really kick it off and bring majority of my members on. And I would love for you to be my closer. <laughs> uh, um uh, uh when is it yes um next month so the weekend of black friday and i remember you saying during the morning meetup that you don't do black friday stuff so <laughs> yeah i don't really i don't be having uh, black friday offers i want to have yes. one though for sure but um we can do profit shares i don't yeah how many people you think is gonna be on there um i am look i'm my ideal is to have at least 15 people sign up how many people you think are gonna be on the podcast on the webinar the 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 um goal sorry is at least 30 so a 50 percent closing rate yes i don't know if i could do that no that's a lot you think so that's high that's a high close 50 percent 30 to 60 my coach told me i should have 60 but i guess i should listen to him and (laughs) and hope that you need to have 300 really yeah, but to get three hundred, okay. you gotta have a thousand people register. Okay. If so, this will I think, be my first webinar. Yeah, it's all good. I think a part of, I think one mistake mm-hmm. is your presentation of what you're doing is good. Mm-hmm. Like the presentation of the program, I think it's really really good. Um, but your presentation of how this webinar is going to turn out, gotcha. I'm not confident that it's not a waste of time for me. Gotcha. It's not a waste of time if there's a thousand people on the webinar. I mean, a thousand people registered, 300 people on the webinar, and then I'm starting to calculate. Oh, wow. 300 people on the webinar. If I can close 60 people at 2,500 and I get this percentage, I'm with that. But you don't seem real confident in the outcome of this event. Oh, no. It's not that. I just figured that. That was a good number because he told me no, 60 sure. would give us the profit margin that we're looking for. No, I'm with you. But even with the 60, right? Mm-hmm. So even if I'm asking about the 60, it didn't, I didn't feel that you were super confident gotcha. about the outcome of this event. There's not excitement. Gotcha. It's, yo, I have the most amazing podcast community mm-hmm. and you teach podcasters, right, David? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm about to give you an opportunity that I wouldn't give anybody else. Because I'm pushing this thing hard. We are going to have 60 people. But these 60 people are people specifically want to start a podcast. This isn't like some other type of audience. And I'm about to give them an offer that they can't refuse. $2,500 for six months. You can't run a podcast for $5,000 for a whole year. I want to let you share in that. This is my strategy. So a lot of it is in the presentation and making me me or anybody else feel comfortable to be involved. So the sales piece that we talked about. Right, we're struggling with that. <laughs> yeah. But it's not even selling. It's like you being yeah. excited about it. I'm extremely yeah, when, when excited. I, when, I, when I get on the line mm. with like my team about an idea that I have, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sell them on anything. Because when I have the idea, I'm just excited yeah. that we're about to execute this joint, right? Yeah. So when I get on, it's, I got it. 
it's up. Mm-hmm. Is that how I talk? Yo, it's up. Yes. I figured it out. I figured it because I'm genuinely excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel me? So you got to, it, it's not about like being a salesperson. You got to get that apprehension out your voice. Gotcha. And get excited. I know the product's good. I'm very, very confident. Yeah. You know I can talk about podcasting In all your day. head, you know the product's yes. good. It's got to transfer to your heart and from your heart out your mouth. Yes. It's not here yet. You, it's a good idea in your head. It's not here yet. And it's, I think you care sooner. about the audience. Yes. But the outcome of this webinar, I hear apprehend. I feel apprehension. I feel I don't really know what I'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> for the webinar. Yeah. I know the topic is going to be about how to find quality guests mm-hmm. for a podcast. So mm-hmm. I have templates and all of that stuff that I'd be giving yeah. at the end. So I know, again, you're right, though. Product, I know is good. Like, yeah, I know 100%, I, can I believe it. It's the sales piece that Not I am nervous piece. about. Not the sales piece, but just the belief, the, the belief. energy, the yes. feel it. You need to feel something. OK, so you're talking about it now, right? Yes. Do you remember when you were planning your wedding? Ooh, yes. Man, it was a lot. <laughs> it was. But when you talked to your friends, it was probably, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. But there's going to be this, there's going to be this, this is how it's going to work. We're going to have this guest list. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it all, but, oh girl, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? That's how it I comes mean. off. It comes off. Like, it's... There's I a feeling. Be, There's I not no. I probably am not the best person. You said. Yeah, but we, I, but you get what I'm saying, yes, right? I went to the crowds. I went to the crowds too. Yeah. Yeah, I went to the crowds too. But when you, when oh, no, you, I had, I went. I had. Um, what's elope? What's, oh, look, elope? Elope means you know? like you go to the courthouse or you just yeah. you don't do it in front of family. Yeah, we did that too. Yeah. We we, I didn't know we eloped. That's cool. We went to the courthouse. We did have a, like a ceremony like six months later, but. Yeah. Whatever you got like super excited about, you or going shopping for your your kids onesies or something. I I see my wife light up <laughs> my, before my daughter was born. Oh my gosh! Every look at these. She's on Amazon. Yes. Look at these. Oh, oh my gosh, they're so cute. And like the there's something here. Mm-hmm. There's something here. But that. outside of family, personal, all that. Once our business gets here, okay. uh, but for most people, it's not here yet. Mm. Why do you say that? I don't know. It's just not. So, would you be interested in doing that for a sewing company? <laughs> I can do my pitch. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know that I'm the best closer. Um, and you so probably have some people. You're closing other people's products. I have I'm good. Great, I wouldn't say great. I have a great product. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37 
thousand companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. I have a community of 1,200 people. I'm literally my, I have members all across the world like my group is literally i could show you in countries you can't even pronounce literally <laughs> i have people everywhere because yeah. what i do is that valuable like you may look at me as like oh she's a fashion designer but i what i specialize in couture draping is literally a skill that's valued by so many people like that's the stuff that people pay thousands of dollars for and i learned this without even having to go to school and now i'm about to teach it to other people mm. and so i have this amazing offer better, it's a six-week program for a thousand dollars and i'm literally giving people all the juice specifically black women black women because those are the women the people who i feel like need it the most mm-hmm. um when you think of couture brands when you think of these high-end brands it's literally owned by white and asian families or mm-hmm. designers you don't see the black women in those spaces and black women are talented as heck and so i'm trying to create a voice for those women so literally my group of 1200 people is basically all black women all around the world Mm. and so i'm bringing these people together and i'm putting this program together to help them out and i just really suck at closing so i think you would be great at that i wouldn't be i mean maybe 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 it was a good pitch but bottle that up and just give it to somebody else i don't know i just don't think i have the time to do it i don't think i have the time to do it honestly um because especially i got a baby coming in yeah i I don't i don't think i have the time or capacity but yeah, that's, that's good. But if you take that, if you take that with you around to somebody who is a strong closer. Now nah, you're right. I think it worked. Okay. Good. So that's a good question. I do have one more question. Okay. So <laughs> I started a membership. So basically, um, everybody that's taken my class before, um, I sent them an invitation to join, uh, my membership community or whatever. Pause that real quick. Tell everybody the, the V. VP Club. Yeah, VP. How do they get in touch with you? Yes, um, they can get in contact with me on my website mm-hmm. at com or thevpclub.com. I don't know how to spell Nyab. Oh, N-Y-A-B-Marketing.com. Okay. And tell everybody, how do, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, so my fashion brand account is, wait, what camera? Oh, that camera. No, I just realized. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah, she's so cute. Yeah, she's my, just so excited. Uh, this is dope, man. My fashion brand account is at Jael Official, J-A-E-L-L Official. But if you are a designer interested in learning about couture draping, you could join my Facebook group uh, at Ellis Sewing Co., The Art of Draping. I never tell people my Facebook name, so it's really hard for me to remember right now. (laughs) But if you type in Ellis Sewing Co. on Facebook, it'll pop up. And then my Instagram is also at Ellis Sewing Co. Good. Okay. Okay, Um, I'm sorry. Finish your question. But basically, uh, what I 
had in mind for my clients or my customers. Um, they would go through my program, and then after that, they would join my, it's like essentially like accountability group. That was actually inspired by Morning Meetup. Good. You said Morning Meetup helps you stay accountable. So since I knew that I needed to practice my craft every week, I said I'm going to do a weekly call and I'm going to practice my craft, but yeah. with other designers. So um, you have to have like been through one of my courses or programs before in order to be a part of it because I'm not there to teach. You have to already kind of know what I'm doing uh, to be a part of it. But um, my question is, I uh, am kind of like lost with like setting up everything. So right now uh, for my subscription group, I just send like an invoice, a subscription invoice through a, what is it, Square? Um, and then I add them to a group me thing okay. and then I send out a Zoom link. But I feel like I'm just doing a lot. It's like a lot of moving parts. And then after the Zoom call is done, like when we do the um, the draping practice or whatever, um, after that, I upload the call to a drive. But I just feel like I'm doing a whole lot. And yeah. so I guess I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to like simplify my... Um, subscription because i know it's going to start growing mm -hmm. especially since i know my uh webinar is about to take off yeah. so a bunch of people are about to be joining and i just want to have everything together uh, well i i i'm not like the i don't have the best answer on that but what i some good advice is um write down every step of things that happen mm -hmm. like just put it in like a pdf this is how the people come in. This is mm -hmm. what happens. This gets uploaded here. This is how it's distributed, things of that nature. Just write down every step and start looking for someone who specializes in systems mm -hmm. and tell them what you'd like to happen with this. Okay. And in their brain, they, they just have like a systems brain. Mm -hmm. They say, oh, well, we can run it through this and CRM and this is. That makes you know sense. I mean? Yeah. So, but, but it's on you to write down what's happening and what you'd like to happen okay. and take all that information to somebody who's like proficient in systems. Okay, that cool. makes sense. All right, listen, every single week, every episode, you hear me talking about the morningmeetup.com. It's the community. Let me show you what's happening here. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, there's 400 plus people on a Zoom call, right? We're learning, we're talking, we're growing together, and this is you. There's all these people here. It's all these people in the morning meetup. Hundreds of people reading books, growing, we get together quarterly. It's amazing. And for some reason, you just keep looking at, just go to themorningmeetup.com and get in the circle. And then you'll be like way happier. Just themorningmeetup.com. Let's get back to the episode. Good, good. Thank what you. What you got? You're very welcome. So I have a question going back to what you said about uh, getting excited about a business. Like what if the business just isn't like an exciting business? Can you just, can you just like be confident What's the about business? it? So I sell appliances, mm -hmm. um, so like deep freezers, office-sized fridges, and that's not like a sexy business. It's not like an exciting business, but... You know why it's not sexy? Because I haven't made it in sexy. You didn't make no money. Okay. If you was making money from it, it'd be super exciting. Okay. No, no business. Podcasting isn't excited unless you're excited about it. Okay. Dog okay. grooming isn't exciting unless you're excited about it. Okay. <laughs> Somebody who absolutely like loves the craft and loves the outcome or loves the fact that, yo, you're, I know how your life is going to improve with a new refrigerator. So you have to love it. 
You have to love I don't a think business for it to it. work. I don't think you have to love it, but I mean, you have to have enough energy in the thing. You don't have to love the thing, but you got to like love the life that you're living with this thing in it. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I, here's, I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. I was never like in love with being a server at the Cheesecake Factory, but something, something changed where I stopped going to work for a paycheck, but I started to go to work because I wanted to become a better whatever. I want to be a better server. I want to be a better man. I want to be a better thinker, more positive. And I got it. I, I, I began to, and I don't, I don't know what happened specifically, but one day I came to work and I was just excited to be there. Being a server is not exciting. It's hard work. You got to deal with people and you're being nice because at the end of the day, you want them to give you more money. But what happens when you're super nice? You wait on them hand and foot. You do extra stuff. And they don't tip you well. Now you're upset at the outcome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But something happened where I just got, I just, I got excited about the lessons that I was able to learn from every person. I do all this for somebody and they leave me $5 tip on 200. And here's how you know it's about to be bad. When they put the $5 in the middle of the table. <laughs> without seeing the bill. If they put a pile of cash in the middle of the table without seeing the bill, they don't understand that we make money off of a percentage system. You should tip us 20% or 25%. Once that little, that little, that little cash in the middle, I know it ain't right. <laughs> but I got a chance to figure out a way to communicate, to sell stuff, to be a better customer service rep. I got a chance to have a job that allows me to be there at a particular time, but now I get to work on being there early, earlier than the time I'm supposed to be there. And I just got excited. That's, that was my exit out of the Cheesecake Factory. That's when I really started like building my t-shirt business because I got excited about everything that's going on in my life. So I don't know, I don't know, like I don't care what you're selling, there should be an element of excitement that this thing that I chose to put inside this whole gumbo of my life is the perfect ingredient for the whole gumbo. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you got to get excited about something. Maybe it's not the washing machine or the refrigerator. It's the excitement that you get to learn more about a process. You have something that you can sell. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's not. I think it's just the word excitement because, like, mm -hmm. I love the lessons. I love learning yeah. about stuff that happens, but... I guess I'm just not thinking like, oh, I'm so excited to learn this lesson. It's like, oh, okay. I learned something new today. Yeah. That mistake helped me. Get excited about who you're becoming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'd be excited about that, right? Who I'm becoming through For this sure. process. And money starts to follow. Okay. And once you have that that positive mindset and you're improving your skill set, and you start making more money, you get more excited, and you make more money, and then... Washing dryers are like the most exciting. Why y'all ain't in this? Y'all ain't trying to get down? Y'all need to get down in this because yeah. this is where it's at. It's always going to be a home that needs something yeah. that I got for them. Oh, endless market. I'm excited. Why would I do anything else? People who love their homes spend money. Yes. Yeah. yeah. People who love their homes spend money. So That's especially high end, like yeah. entrepreneurs. We, I think I love my house mm -hmm. while I stay. So I'm, I'm assuming that you could do that. 100%. You know. Gravitate and, towards yo, the right people. And that all makes sense. Like, because the big market is the perfect market. But until it goes from here to me knowing, mm -hmm. oh, it's a good market. It's a good idea. It's a good business. Mm -hmm. To here, yeah. oh my gosh. 
So what does here look like? I mean, from the outside, because you can feel mm. it. Like I feel it. I, I get up every morning yeah. and I'm I'm in it every day. But how do you, what does that look like to everyone else that's looking at you when you're, yeah. you know what I mean? Develop developing like personal development's huge. Mm. So if you're excited about it, but one area is communicating your excitement. Mm. Let's start practicing communicating our excitement. So I'm excited. I just couldn't say it for a long time. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I started listening to Jim Rohn. Start. He had this whole communications workshop, mm -hmm. and I listened to that thing probably a hundred times. Yeah. It was it was like a four part, four or five part thing too. I listened to it nonstop, and I got excited because I get to use some of the stuff that I just learned on my audience. On my, yeah. I'm asking the guy from uh, what is that? Um, what is it? Uh, it's, it's a big moving company. What's the name of it? It's in Georgia. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm -mm. Not two men in a truck. It's something, something else. Huh? The hunks? The one like on the side? It's like I want to say it's the one with the hunks, maybe. Hold on one, one second. Ja, moving company. Moving company. Um, College hunks hauling junk? It might be. Uh, it's a really big Georgia home movers, maybe. Okay. Maybe it's like Georgia movers or something. I don't know. Black guy came into Cheesecake Factory one time. We just start talking. Find out he owns that, and he said something. He's like, "Oh, what you thought a white boy owned that?" I said, "Dang, that's lit." <laughs> but I got a chance to have a conversation with him. I'm interviewing him for the podcast before okay. I had a podcast. Or I even knew what a podcast was. But I'm like, I'm excited in this process of learning and I'm just asking question after question. Steve Harvey came into the Cheesecake Factory one time and I'm just asking him questions and I could tell he's over it. Mm -hmm. I could tell in his head, he's like, yo, I really just want to eat my food. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm one of those people that are like nervous and I don't want to interrupt anybody. Like even in, when I was doing network marketing, they said you have to go to the mall mm -hmm. and you have to stop people in right. the mall. Right. I'm like, they're in the mall. They're going places. I don't want to stop <laughs> yeah. them and try to recruit them. So that was one thing I had to get over. And I felt like that nervousness. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to say nothing to Steve Harvey. He's Steve Harvey. And um, I was like, yo, I'm just going to go do it. I'm going to do it. I'm put my job on the line. I'm going all in. So I walk over to him, nervously ask some stupid question. And he answers it. I'm like, thank you so much, Mr. Harvey. And I walk away and I got excited. Not for the answer that he gave, but I overcame something that day. Mm -hmm. I was proud of myself. Yeah. I'm like, goodness gracious, I did it. I don't know, you just get excited about life, man. Things start changing. Nah, for sure. Yeah. Something that you made me think about um, is I feel like having faith and like your vision plays a big part in that. Um, I feel like the more your faith increases in like what you're doing, um, that I guess it starts to show more, you know what I mean? Like, um, and also like your perspective, like how you view where you're at. Um, I feel like when you are focused on your vision, like I literally make it a point to focus on where I'm going every day. It does not matter like where I'm at right now. It doesn't matter if I have $5 in my account. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Or $5,000 in my account. Like, I just stay focused on where I'm moving towards. And so I feel like right now I've gotten to the point to where I literally get that feeling of excitement just by thinking about this is where I'm moving towards. And so I think um, that like helps, like, Mm. you know what you want for yourself. You know, like the vision that you have, you have to keep that at the forefront of your mind, literally every single day when you wake up, when you go to sleep um, and that like desire is going to continue to grow, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and also to add to that gratitude, uh, remaining Mm -hmm. in a place of gratitude, like, I always find uh, things to thank God for every day. I make it a point to thank God for at least 10 or 15 things every morning because even just remaining in the place of gratitude also um, helps you to focus like everything that's going good in your life, everything that's going good in your business, which also helps with that feeling. Um, And so that's like stuff I've been like focusing on even within the past like few months and it's really been helpful like I already had a passion for what I did but mm-hmm. now it's like um like it's like much deeper now if yeah. that makes sense you yeah. know yeah yeah, so, yeah. Tra- can I be transparent yeah yeah go for it so two babies I have a nine-month-old and a almost three-year-old and when I'm working that's what I'm constantly thinking about right so this year for me, it's really been about taking risks. Mm-hmm. I'm a very calculated person. And like, I feel like that that passion part is like the, the risk part that I need to, to really overcome in the sense of just waking up in the morning and having faith that it's gonna work out regardless because I'm putting the work towards it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's like, okay, well, if I do this, baby's in the back of my mind, I gotta make sure they're good. Like, <laughs> that's always there. So I don't know. That's I think that's one of the so, things I really struggle with. It's like that, that makes piece. sense. Yeah. Something my friend told me recently, 
I missed out on a really big opportunity um, because of like that voice in the back of my head. Mm -hmm. And that's actually kind of what I feel like probably kickstarted all of this that I'm like, or like me being in the space that I'm in now. Um, I was supposed to be on Good Morning America and I literally let fear, um, I let like the voice in the back of my head, like Mm -hmm. stop me from um, going through with that opportunity. And uh, like, I believe God will send you opportunities, Mm -hmm. but if you don't prepare for it, like how he wants you to, you will literally like, like lose that opportunity, you know? And so my friend told me, um, like, we think so much about like, the worst thing that could happen but think about what's the best thing that could happen like if you act on this or like what's the best thing that could happen for your kids as a mm-hmm. result of you acting on it you know right. and so focusing on that like changing your perspective instead of thinking about like oh well if i do this this could go wrong this could happen well what if you do it and it succeeds right. you know and also trusting that um like all the seeds that you are planting right now are going to bear fruit later mm-hmm. on you know so that's also something like I feel like is important to keep in mind. For sure. Definitely. For sure. I don't, I don't feel as bad. Just piggybacking off what you said, mm-hmm. I actually also like, so I went on HBO for dog grooming and I won that hey. competition, right? So then ABC hit me up to go on another show and I was so scared because mm-hmm. I heard of all the other groomers that were going to be on and I just didn't do it. <laughs> and then I watched the episode and I was like, well, the episodes, and I was like, dang, I actually could have done that like okay but anyways David I have a question so working in a service-based industry where you're exchanging your time for money constantly I'm like stuck because I'm at the point where I don't want to do that (laughs) anymore and I have a skill that's hard to be taught like I can teach you but are you going to be really good at it because I'm high end so I'm not a pet co I'm not a pet smart I'm not just something you can shave down and it's okay we're taking our time we're using really good shampoos. These dogs have to be controlled to a T. I don't know how to get over this like 150,000 mark because there's no one else like me. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. I know how to train someone, but you have to have the, that passion that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I can't waste 500 hours on you to not want to do this and do it well. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm stuck. I'm literally stuck at this point. And I'm just like, I'm feeling yeah. burnt out. Yeah. Um, there's a few ways to scale a business. One is to charge more. Okay. Your, your product or your service that you offer, you charge more for it. Yeah. So it's say just, just uh, I know this isn't the number, but let's say it's a hundred dollars. If it, takes you 10 clients to make $1,000. If you charge 200, it'd take you the same amount of time to make, well, it'd take half the time to make the same amount of money yeah. or the same amount of time to double the money. So you can scale that way. Yeah. Um, you can also acquire more customers, but to qu- acquire more customers, you need more people mm-hmm. to handle mm-hmm. customers, right? Yep. So the biggest problem now isn't, it's not the business model, it's the fact that you can't train people. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is just that like that's what we have to work on. We have to work on your ability to train and if they have a job, you don't need them to have the passion that you have. You need yeah. them to do the job. Yeah. Cuz some people just want a job. Yeah. You train the job. When I when I got the job at uh Cheesecake Factory, they didn't like check my passion level. They just want me to do this, do that, do this, do that. We'll pay you this. 
It's a job. Yeah. They know I'm not going to be there forever. But like when you're working with kids, right? Mm-hmm. Would you hire someone that was just like, oh, it's just a job to me? No. Not so it's the babies. same with like dogs. These yeah. things can't speak. They well, can't talk. They can't. Would you hire a babysitter? Yes, I would. If, if they're recommended. Yeah, yeah, but we don't know that working with kids is a passion for them. They might just be good at it. They might just be responsible people. Mm. I mean, you think they, they would have to like the kids, but yeah. they don't. Every babysitter doesn't say, oh, man, this is my passion. I just want to do this for the rest <laughs> yeah. of my life. Yeah. I just need you to do the job well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Care. Like, have some empathy. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Be yeah. responsible. Yeah. I'd rather hire somebody that is careful and responsible than someone that's passionate and reckless. For sure. Yeah, that's facts. For sure. Facts. Just do the job. For sure. We just need somebody to do the job well. Yeah. If they do the job well, we can grow our business. Okay. Period. So you need to like read more books on leadership. Okay. And how you transfer information from you to them. That is something, oh my gosh, I'm still struggling with it. Okay. And everybody, how I talk to Reese and how I talk to Lynette, totally different. Okay. Because they're different people. Okay. Right? So mm-hmm. how Reese talks to me and how he talks to his girl or his mom or it's going to be different. Right, Reese? A little different? It's different. Like, they're different people. Mm-hmm. You got to have that sort of awareness that you're talking to different people. But the, the biggest thing in leadership is you have to know how to get people to want to do the thing that you want them to do. Yeah. Not get them to do it, but how do I get them to want to do it? Okay. Right? What's mm-hmm. in it for them? Treat them with respect. But like, let's get the job done. Yeah. Okay. That's gonna be your biggest thing. Okay. Question. Why not? So I know as a man, I feel like you guys are providers. So you naturally move in the in that. You ask me husband questions. No, 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 not a husband <laughs> question. Gonna say, yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. get him in trouble. Study. I need to research. Um, this is more so again back to the heart thing and like being that you have a family to provide mm-hmm. for when you're taking risks do you do you have that in the back of your mind or you're like like what is your what is the the foundation that you think of when you're going out for new opportunities mm. so it's kind of uh or your groundings if if someone were to ask me okay Okay, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound bad in the beginning of what I'm saying, but it's going to make sense after. So before you judge me, <laughs> just, just bear with me, okay? Um, if anyone asks, what is your top priority? Is it your faith, your family, or your finances? Is it your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, or your business? If someone were to follow me with a camera, 24 hours for three days straight and they had to go report back. What's the most important thing to David? It would probably say my business. Probably. Now I, I am, I am very conscious that my faith in all that I do um, shows through all that I do. Like my faith is my foundation. So Hopefully, even in business interactions, business dealings, things of that nature, somebody will say that guy has a, a he has a base, uh, some sort of foundation of mm-hmm. faith, right? 
So in all that I do, I'm considering that for sure, because I want to be a person that if I ever invite somebody to church, they say, okay, I'll go. I never, I ain't see you in the club drinking. I ain't see you in the club wilding out. I don't see you getting angry. I don't see you fighting nobody. You treat people with respect. I'll go. So I, I can, I, I consider that in everything. Uh, with my family, I, I know that, like I have to do that in spurts. So I consider my family, but in the beginning of a project, maybe it's going to take me away from my family for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to set myself up in something where I have to constantly travel. I'm not doing that. If, if there's some deal and it's going to cause me to be traveling three days a week, I'm not doing it. I don't care how much money you give me mm-hmm. unless it's going to be like, yo, for this month, we're going to have to, you're going to have to travel 3 days a week for this month or these 2 months but if the whole decision decision is predicated on me being gone that long I'm not doing it that's right i don't care how much money so i i put a lot of emphasis into my business but i do consider the other more important things in my life that's right does that answer the question yes yeah, yeah. so got to know what the goal is Um, My goal obviously isn't my biggest goal isn't to make as much money as possible, because if it was, then I'd probably work a lot harder. I work hard, right, Reese? I don't work as hard as I could. If I was if I was working as hard. Reese probably doesn't work as hard as Neil's videographer. (laughs) 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 Not nearly. Some days I don't have to call Reese at all. Like, I, and I don't know what he'd be doing. Reese just, he go to the gym, he just live his life. Like some days I just, we don't do anything at all, right? Because I'm not, I'm not like so driven where, yo, we got to produce this content, we got to do it, we got to do it. Now, I, as there's, there's a level of ambition, right? But Neil, on the other hand, he is going to get it. Yeah. I have to continue to stay around him though, because if not, I'll start to tear too far into lazy or losing my ambition. So I have to stay close. I'm not that, I'm not that. We have different like goals. We got different things that make us happy, right? Um, like he rented out, he rented out the baseball field for his wife. I've seen that. <laughs> That's nuts. That was, <laughs> that was crazy. Like, yo, bro, what are you? No, for real. The whole thing. That was dope. And then around the stadium, it's like affirmations to his wife. I'm like, oh, this I guy is that. incredible. That's amazing. And then, and I don't know how he got it in there, but he presented her with a Lambo truck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he has to go out and get it for long periods of time so he can do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to, but I don't know if I'm willing to work that hard to do it. I don't know. I don't know. We just have a different, yeah, so we have different things. So, But I do know there are some things that I'm lacking and I have to stay around it. I have to stay close mm-hmm. to it so that I can adopt those things. But I know my, I know what's really important to me. That definitely answered my question. Good, good, good. Um, anybody got anything else? Because I got to go. I got to get my, my jacket from the tailor for tomorrow's event. Mm. And uh, y'all good? Good. All right, great. Um, put out your social media so they can make sure they follow you. Um, and uh, this is an exclusive morning meetup family conversation. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but uh, we'll, we'll have more of these because this feels really, really good. Yeah. But uh, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. 
Uh, I'm Jada, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jayel Official, and also join my Facebook group at Ellis Sewing Co. The Art of Design, I think. (laughs) 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 And then my Instagram, my sewing Instagram is at Ellis Sewing Co. (laughs) She's enjoying her life. (laughs) I don't ever want you to lose you being you. Just definitely. Are you dating anybody? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you've been dating for a long That's time, right? Yeah, stick, yeah, stick with that, man. Cause I, you know, like I just don't want nobody to ever like bring you down and take that joy you got. Nah, for sure. So just be careful who you're around, because environment can change you. But I don't I've want you to lose that. that. I actually had to stop being around people that brought me down. Yeah. So now yeah. I'm like surrounded by people um, that keep my spirits up. You know, good, that good, add good. to me. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Yes, my personal Instagram is Naya, N-Y-A, Bianca, underscore. And then my business um, Instagram is Naya B Marketing. So that's N-Y-A, B Marketing. Okay. My Instagram is Jazz the Pet Stylist, J-A-S, the, and then Pet Stylist. And then I have a website, www.jazzthepetstylist.com. You can find me on Facebook at 1058 Appliance and uh, my email is 1058appliance at gmail.com. I'm sorry, 1058studios at gmail. There it is. All right, man. Make sure you follow these ladies. Make sure you're subscribed to the Social Proof Podcast. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you uh, you listen to podcasts. Uh, we are on our way to being the most impactful entrepreneurship podcast in the world. Okay? So I love y'all. We out. Peace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.